Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the show featuring conversations with Kickstarter and other crowdfunding funding creators about their kid-friendly crowdfunded projects. I'm joined here today by Jerome Schooler, a.k.a. Dusty Biscuit, and he's here to talk with me about his new, their new Kickstarter project, helping to purchase land for their fine arts farm in Austin, Texas. I'm a longtime fan of the Biscuit Brothers. If you've read Zoo Global for any length of time, you know how much I think of them and the work they do, both in their TV PBS programming as well as their uh, CDs, and so I was really excited to see them kickstarting a project. So, wanted to talk to them and learn more about the Fine Arts Farm. So, Jerome, Dusty, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here. So, uh, you have been working on the Fine Arts Farm for a little while now. Why don't you? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been working on this at least in 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 theory for a decade. <laughs> wow. So so why don't you talk a little bit about first why don't you talk just a little bit about the Biscuit Brothers so for those of uh, you listening in who aren't familiar with what the Biscuit Brothers do uh, you can tell a little bit more about them and then why don't we talk a little bit about what it is you're doing specifically with the Fine Arts Farm. Sure. Um it it, it really is kind of a full circle story. Um back little over 10 years ago, I was working for the city of Austin as the fine arts coordinator uh, for their children's programming. And uh, and myself and Alan Robertson, who's Buford Biscuit, uh, but back then we were just working on various projects together off and on, um, but nothing Biscuit yet. And um, we got this random scared phone call from a, th- a theater saying, oh my gosh, we have 300 kids coming Wednesday to see a show called E-I-E-I-O and the vocalist uh, turned up sick. Can you guys fill in and do something? <laughs> and and we were like, well, she was like, you know, can you just bring some guitars and sing some farm songs and, and that'll be great. And we we're like, you know, we got 48 hours. We can We can do something better than that. And so we literally just sat down and started just coming up with these little vignettes because we we were short short uh, period of time, and um, and we just came up with these little you know a, a two minute song with a, a funny uh, intro and outro you know just just to fill this forty five minutes, and we uh, scrambled and we're like what's a good alliteration uh, you know there's the muffin men well how about we're the biscuit brothers, and it really was just us just grabbing out of the air just to get this thing going right away. And um, and it re- went really well. And uh, and then the next year, they asked us to come back again with a fully fleshed out kind of production. And they brought about, uh, I want to say, 5,000 kids through the door wow. in a matter of two weeks. And so they just the, the school system just started bussing them through to us. And so we're like, all right, well, we might have something here. Let's record a CD. And so we recorded a CD, and um, I took it out to Los Angeles, like you're always supposed to do, to shop it around. But <laughs> I had I had a couple of friends out there. At least what you did 10 years ago. Well, exactly. That's the only way you did it. Uh, yeah, you got to understand, this is pre-iTunes, pre-YouTube, pre you know. Um, but so I went out there, and all these people kept saying, why are you showing merchant- me merchandise for a show? Or you know, And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, this this is like you got characters and and uh, and and dialogue and stuff so turn this into like a, a tv show and come back to me and so i ran back to Austin and said uh, alan we got to make a tv show he's like okay well my roommate has a camera you know it was, it was almost like the little rascals i have a barn let's <laughs> let's you know, literally and we went and just 
not knowing a thing about TV production, we borrowed a bunch of equipment and just started um, doing the show. And uh, luckily, uh, it was at a perfect time where PBS was doing a green light initiative and very open to new projects, and we got picked up by PBS. And over 10 years later now, we're syndicated in, I think, about 78 markets throughout the nation and still running strong. And um, and so – but now we've really come we've, – we've got, oh, man, probably 70 episodes in the can. Some markets are just now picking up season one, and so it's going to be running for a long time. And so I just – Throughout this whole process, I've always wanted to get back to my roots of hands-on interaction, um, creating class uh, curriculum and uh, workshops and productions. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, the time seemed right to now take it uh, and localize it here in Austin, Texas, where we live, and create what we call the Fine Arts Farm, where we can have uh, not just music. Our show is based around music, but this will have uh, visual arts, dance theater, music, the, the whole spectrum, um, for kids to come and explore the arts. And, um, and so it, it really has always been my passion. And it, this is going to sound weird, but then the Biscuit Brothers TV show got in the way. <laughs> it was like, I'm too busy doing the TV show, but, but I really want to do this. And so now I'm able to marry both of them. We're able to take the Biscuit Brothers, the brand, and, and, and the story and, and, and the whimsy of it and really bring it uh, to life, hopefully, uh, right there for the kids. Yeah, so uh, that, that's interesting that you said that the, the show was sort of getting in the way. I mean, were there times when you were doing <clears throat> the show when you were thinking and, you know, say – four, five, six years ago, and you were thinking, oh, I just wish we could do this live more often. And I know you, d you obviously perform live, and you even had like an annual festival, but I mean, right. are you, were there times when you're like, oh, uh, we're, I'm only scratching the surface of what I want to do? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we filmed the show, I thoroughly love doing it, and, and the rule of thumb for the show is, well, if it doesn't make us laugh, we're not going to put it on there. I mean, we, it, it's a guilty pleasure to begin with. You know, we do it because we love it and we enjoy doing it. But it's a very small group that we do it with. And so you're just sitting out there in front of a camera, zero feedback, zero interaction. And there are times that we're doing some really fun, interesting things. I'm like, man, if we just had a classroom of kids that we could do this in front of, um, it would really resonate. Because I don't know if it is with that child sitting in Poughkeepsie in front of the TV for those 30 minutes. You know, we, we, we don't get that feedback of, well, did, did, did that lesson, did that, you know, did that little hopeful, sly, educational moment you know, we don't want to beat them over the head with it, but did, did 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 they get it? And you never really know until you get maybe a feedback from email or a parent at a live show comes up and talks to you about it. But so, yes, I was always going, man, I'd love to see how this is really playing out. And so hopefully, hopefully we'll get a chance to now. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was talking with somebody else, uh, a, a presenter in, in New York City last week, and, and one of the things she said was that uh, – educational funders, uh, supporters, uh, that funding isn't going away as quickly as, as perhaps other funders are, 
And right. I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, obviously sort of knee deep or neck deep in that yeah. world, from your perspective, <clears throat> do you think that that's true? I mean, in that, you know, the, op the opportunity to set up a, a facility where you can have classes and, and people funding educational opportunities for kids of, of all backgrounds, of all ages. Do you think that's true? Or do you think that... Well. Um, you're you're also you're fighting for the same uh, entertainment and funding dollar. We're, we're always fighting for the same dollars. That 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 is the toughest part. And and believe you, I, I, there are so many causes that are much more worthy of those dollars. That's that's the ultimate battle. Um, but we firmly believe in our cause. But we understand people have a passion about other causes, and we want them to continue to give to those causes. But yeah, what really hurt us was the. The you know this the STEAM initiative, um, and and I mean well it was STEM initiative and we're trying to get it called STEAM where you put the A in there for art you know right. the science technology uh, and because everybody's all STEM 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 and uh, turning the funding there and it's like well you know there's there's math and in music <clears throat> there's science and I mean in dance there's you know it it's all in there that you just got to open up your broaden your horizons to realize that the fine arts really do help I mean. You know, we bang our head against the wall just preaching to all these people that, you know, the fine arts really do make a difference in, in testing, in uh, children's attendance to school, in substance abuse. I mean, there's reams and reams of information uh, and studies that prove this. And everybody's like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But then they turn their funding elsewhere. And we're like, but, but, but wait, <laughs> we just told you this is important. But um, but the arts, uh, yeah, uh, it, there is a hurdle. And, and there's even a, an additional hurdle. There's a lot of people that love to give the arts, but they love to give to the big arts, the ballet, the symphony. Um, and so there's also that hurdle to get over that um, children sometimes, you know, become that, that second class citizen. And, and then in the arts, it's even a step, you know, back. So it, it's very tough, but it's, it's worth, worth the fight. And, and uh, there, there are good hearted people that get it and want to support it. And um, I'm always amazed. Uh, I was talking to my wife when, when I uh, took the plunge on the farm because I, I need to correct you. At the very beginning, you said we're trying to raise money to purchase land. That, that's done. We've, we've got skin in the game now. We actually have the site. And so now it's, it's, it's a matter of just you know all the accoutrements that need to go with it to make it fun and whimsical. But so when I took that leap to, to purchase this site and um, – I asked my wife, I said, man, are you sure this is the right thing? You know, because no matter, even if we pack it with kids every day, we're still going to be, uh, you know, uh, re relying on uh, the goodness of people to donate and support and, and, and be sponsors. And she said, well, you've done that for the past decade with the TV show. What's, you know, there's no difference there. And I realized, you know, we have because PBS, when they say viewers like you, they mean it. You know, we, we've, we've gone through the last 10 years by sponsorship and personal donations and it's like well maybe this can just roll right into the next phase of it hopefully right so um speaking of donations and the kindness of strangers i uh, just wanted to uh, talk a little <coughs> bit about um what the what that kindness can purchase um so <laughs> if you if you go to the uh, kickstarter uh, p page for the the project, which I will have linked in the show notes, or you can also uh, search on Biscuit Brothers and you can uh, find the project called The Deed is Done. Literally, we have the deed. Um, uh, there are a number of different uh, pledges, and so um, at $25 or more, uh, you get 
uh, your choice of the very first Biscuit CD, Meet the Biscuits, which we have, we enjoy, <laughs> or the very first Biscuit full episode, the pilot episode. So, and I had not realized that. So basically, you have not shown the pilot episode. Correct. Only PBS saw it. Wow. And, and it, it is funny that um, <clears throat> we, we lay it on thick. We are hillbilly accents, um, over the top. It, it, it was still fun, and, and obviously they green hit it off this, but we learned real quick to, to rein in who we are and be more genuine and honest about it uh, because that pilot, it is just goofy over the top. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. And then uh, um, moving on up in, in price, and this might not work for those of you who are are out of the Austin area, but if you're in the Austin area, uh, the $150 more class pass uh, at uh, for $150 or, or more pledge, you get a certificate to choose from any one of uh, the eight-week classes that you guys are going to be putting on at the Fine Arts Farm. So can you talk a little bit about the classes that you're going to have there? It sounds like sure. you're, you're not going like, to be like... bringing in just uh, – kids for for shows but you're also going to have other classes that that uh folks from around the community can take absolutely like i said within the farm we're going to have a a theater room a dance room an art room um a music room and like we have a wonderful uh class called uh for the itty bitties called preschool picasso and uh and so they get to explore the wonders of art in a very simplistic way while we also uh, show them like uh, today's uh, lesson will be about Picasso. The next one will be about Rembrandt. And, but it's done at their level where they can understand it. Uh, basically, hopefully they come out there just having a ball uh, painting. But then under the next time they hear the word Picasso or Rembrandt, they're like, I know that. I know who that is. <laughs> um, you know, we're just trying to chip away here. So we'll have that. We'll have uh, lots of different uh, uh, dance classes and, of course, theater classes. The thing is – at the school, we're not trying to create the next Picasso or Pavarotti. We just want kids to enjoy the arts um, and, and hopefully carry it along with them. The school has a very, very, very specific reason, and it's to fill in the bubble. That's, that's what I call it. That, that's my goal is there's this moment, and this not, might not be nationwide, but here in uh, Central Texas, um, every fifth grader in the spring – goes home with a sheet of paper, it's a little Scantron sheet of paper, and they have to pick their courses for middle school that one night and turn it in the next day. And you get this list of all these electives, and you get to you get to bubble in two. And in all these electives and sports and everything, there is, obviously, there is uh, art, choir, and band. And all I'm hoping for is that we can get these kids early enough to where they've been experiencing it, they've been enjoying it, and just give me one bubble. Just give me give me an art bubble or give me a choir bubble because then they're in a structured day-to-day classroom environment where, where they're taking it a step further. They're really learning and applying it uh, to, to their life. And then hopefully they, they, they follow through with it in high school. And then whatever they decide to do, doctor, lawyer, you know, candlestick maker, if they have a background in the fine arts, I guarantee you it makes for a better community. It does. So it's all about fill it, fill in the bubble that 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 one hot summer ni- uh, spring night in fifth grade. And 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 the interesting thing, I'm hoping that um, this is something I can I can actually track also because we'll have data. We know which kids at at this you know this 
spring filled in what bubbles and how many followed through into ninth grade and 10th grade, you know. So I'm hoping that we can extrapolate this to some some also true data of who stuck with it, what kids were with us for how many years at our farm, and then continued on with arts in middle school and high school. That's great. That's great. Now, I, you know, I've, I've my, my daughter is in an arts charter school, and, you know, I, I know that she uh, obviously loves that for the, the musical perspective, but just right. the... The dedication and focus that you have to do in order to have to show in order to become somewhat proficient at music. I mean, not even at a you know, professional level, but just right. sort of as a semi-competent amateur, you know, uh, the dedication needing to practice and the focus. Right. And I'm talking from experience here as far as uh, not Dusty Biscuit, but as a parent, I now have um, uh, two seniors have twin boys. Uh, they're going to be seniors this year and 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 a, a incoming freshman and they've been a part of the fine arts for their public school system since day 1 and i i can see firsthand from them and their friends um like you said the time and the dedication uh what it does to a kid and um and so as a parent i i i i i get it and i see it now as an educator and entertainer um i also see it but you know with other kids but this i see firsthand them coming home and um you know having to make time not only for practice but also now their homework they're already having to schedule it out they're they're doing adult things without really knowing they're doing it but they're doing it because they love being in the band you know Right, right. So uh, just a couple uh, more questions. Uh, the first question is, so uh, as, you, as you know, and I'm sure from sort of having read occasionally, you know, at least what I've written about the, the Biscuit Brothers, so I'm, I'm this huge, tiny Scarecrow fan. And so I'm just <laughs> curious uh, how he is going to be uh, a part of the Fine Arts Farm. He you will know, definitely going to be at all in Melody Garden. Uh, now, we, we have issues with Tiny <laughs> that um, uh, for, for, for those of you 18 and older, he can only be seen, you know, from waist high. So um, and I don't mean that in any weird way. It's just that uh, the, 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 there's a gentleman manipulating. <laughs> this is just going horribly wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's OK. <clears throat> this is not targeted at kids. So. <laughs> well, the, it, it's so sweet and endearing that, um, you know, our our. Our target audience, they they believe him. They they follow him. They love him. And so it's going to be a delicate dance of when to use him and how to use him so we don't spoil the magic for the kids. Um, uh, I guarantee you he'll be there uh, through uh, visually through video screens and uh, um, various things where kids can interact that way. I think there will be special occasions that will definitely get him out to the farm, but um, it's, it's, it's a delicate balance to, to make sure that, um, you know, he's protected on all sides. And so the kids don't see the, the man behind the curtain, ignore the man behind the curtain yeah, type no, thing. So. I know that like it, yeah, that's the same thing as I think, you know, at Disneyland where they're sort right. of very <laughs> particular about, uh, you know, not wanting to show that there are people in those, Right, right. In those outfits. So I, 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 I understand and respect that, that, uh, that concern on your but, part. But, but he'll be, he'll be, he'll be out there from time to time. Cause, cause that is, um, going back <clears throat> truly nuts and bolts of what we're trying to raise money for through the Kickstarter is we're already building the interior. The classrooms have begun. We're laying the floors and the sheetrock. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we need help in, it sits on a, an acre of land and we're, 
really trying to recreate, like the TV show, a melody garden where kids can go walk out there on pathways and there will be a grand piano growing out of the ground. Uh, and I want them to go and feel free to 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 go play that grand piano. Or there will be tubas hanging from trees, you know, where they can actually – hands-on go and 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 explore them and play with them we're also going to have a a place where kids can do chalk art on the canvas corral and then also just a little stage actors acre where there's a amphitheater where we will do concerts from time to time as the biscuit brothers but where kids can get up there and we'll have a, a costume loft there where they can go and explore the, you know theater there and so those the the money we're raising for kickstarter is going to go directly to those three items out back where People, I want parents and kids, they can come for free. Just come explore it. You don't even have to enter the building. I mean, it's it's accessible uh, through the side and uh, go in. It's a par- hopefully, it's a park-like setting, and they can just go um, when they have some – I know with parents, it's so hard to, to you know allocate your time and, and, oh, I've got a good hour here, so what do you want to do? And, you're, you know, and, oh, well, let's go here because – I know it's open. I know it's free, and I know it's uh, safely enclosed and in uh, environment. And just come on down, come on down and explore it. Uh, now, to be honest, business wise, I hope then they go. Well, let's check out what's inside, and maybe we can talk to them about classes or workshops or shows. But we're trying to raise this money so that we can provide the back half of the of the farm where it's it's just like a city park. People can just come and go. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Jerome, uh, this has been great. So if people want to find out more about uh, the Kickstarter project, as I said before, they can go to Kickstarter, search on Biscuit Brothers, uh, click on the the Deed is Done project, and, and there'll be a link to this project as well in the show notes for this podcast. But where else can they learn more about the Biscuit Brothers? I think right now um, the best place to find out about the farm, Biscuit Brothers Fine Arts Farm, is, is to become a friend of the Biscuit Brothers Facebook page because we're posting updates of uh, of actual you know construction and plans as, as so they can, can can follow along as they go along and, and see what we've accomplished and where we're, we're still needing help. Um, the Biscuit Brothers website biscuitbrothers.com um, right now is being changed over since we're adding a whole new component. So there'll be the, the television side and the fine arts side. So it's kind of a construction page right now. Um, you can go there and there's there's plenty of information. But if you want to find out more about the actual farm, I think Facebook is the best place to go because you'll get photos and comments and whatnot. Great, great. Well, Jerome, I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me. Thank you so very much. I, uh, I, you've you've got a good start here on the goal. So I'm I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. You are going to clear that ten thousand dollar goal and hopefully shoot right past it. Maybe uh, grow an extra uh, grand piano or at least maybe right. a tuba or two. Exactly, exactly. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sure, you're welcome. And listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me an email at zooglobal at earthlink.net. Or, as always, check out Zooglobal, zooglobal.com, and the bake sale page, zooglobal.com slash bake sale. Thanks again. Bye.